Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. What's up, Derek? Mm, same old, same old, not much, uh, and lots. Yeah. <laughs> Weather's One, nice. Weather's, yeah. Oh, Decent. It's strange. It's we like, got the smoker out again. <laughs> I'm not going to waste the day. Well, it's funny. We had a, the spring was kind of weird like that, too. Like uh, the, the, we had a, what was it, May? We had like 24, 25 degree days in mm-hmm. May, or is it, was it? Was it before May? And it was early May. And it's like, wow, this is strange. And then it dropped cool again, and then it became normal summer. And uh, so now this fall, it, we had an early chill, and then, oh, hey, the yeah. weather's nice again. Like, we had some 18, 19-degree weather days there short the time 10, ago. and 12 on the weekend? Yeah, yeah. Celsius? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I like this. Dog days of summer were, well, we're way past the dog days of summer. We're dog days of almost winter. <laughs> <laughs> But it does bring to mind something that I've been thinking about lately. Uh-oh. Is um, I uh, I would I want to get out more in my kayak. I want to do some more paddling. I want to do, and I just assumed next ah, season's over. I'm not getting out in the kayak now. But it's like I I kind of want to now. I uh, I I, I want to get out in. But what it means is I. You got to bite the bullet. I, I got to buy a, a dry suit. Yep. So I've got some neoprene wetsuits, but they've shrunk. So I don't want to buy any more neoprene. Well, my neoprene wetsuits are, are scuba diving suits. They're not. They're, they're not, not for the winter. Well, not. Well, they're for winter, but they're not mobile because they're my six mil uh, scuba diving suits. And uh, they're not comfortable to maneuver. And they're just, you just kind of float in them like a seal, right? So. I've watched you, Kai. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, uh, I, 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 I want to get a. Uh, well, it depends on the price. If I can get a deal somewhere, else. but I want to, I want to get a, uh, I want to get a dry suit. So I've been, I've been perusing them online or looking at uh, NRS and Level Six, and you got a Kokatat. I got right? the Kokatat. Kokatat. Yeah. I think amongst those, there's a few. There's like a top three or four that. Are well known. So there's not really much difference between them, really. So it's just I need to hear from people who have. I, I need to talk to Alan Drummond for once. He's oh, like, Alan will. So he's the yeah. he's the expert that I need to talk to that I trust his opinion. So I think oh, he went level six, if I'm did he? not mistaken. I can't remember. I remember. I remember him telling us at one point, but then I forget what he said. Too many head injuries. Out of memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you want to keep going, uh, yeah. I was actually thinking about. Uh, Give him a little ring and see if I, we can't get out for a little day paddle. Soon. There you go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, I went and bought the thing. Might as well <laughs> get some use out use of it, it, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I've used it a few times now. So yeah. That's nice. I could fill up my pockets and, and fill up my shirt with uh, hand warmers and go out with this. Oh, I just <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of hand warmers. I'll sew them all together. Just a hand warmer suit. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't do any good when it's wet, though. <laughs> Well, you get the hand warmers, <laughs> yeah. Tape them to your body, yeah, and then like saran wrap around the hand warmers, <laughs> the waterproof to it. make it waterproof. Then get I'm on fire. <laughs> Those things get hot. <laughs> ah, now you're just being picky. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to stay warm or do you want to freeze? What is that guy wearing? Is it looks like a quilted suit? It's hand warmers, and he's on fire. <laughs> yes. Smoke rolling off him. <laughs> well, I bet you he's toasty. <laughs> yeah. Can I smell bacon cooking? <laughs> That's my crotch watch. <laughs> oh, don't even get onto that one yet. Uh, so, yeah, 
if you guys uh, drop by our Facebook page, and I would love to hear from people who like. I, there's a lot. I know there's a lot of people out there that have had multiple dry suits, and they've, they've talked to other people who have multiple dry suits. I'd like to hear from people who like what. What suit designs are better? I know there's a bunch. I know what Level Six has come up with a new design recently. So did Kokatat. I don't know much about NRS, but uh, th- there's there's got to be some opinions out there of uh, the goods and the bads of dry suits for uh, for a newbie dry suit guy. I've never had one before, so. Mm-hmm. Well, also, when we talked to Kevin Callan a couple episodes ago, I didn't he's realize never had he'd one. never worn one before. Well, it was funny because uh, I ass- I assumed. Yeah. I assumed that he was a dry suit person. And uh, when we, he was on the whatever river they were on, he, uh, he he originally he said he almost put it on backwards. Because oh, he with thought the Manai um, zip- Strait. Yeah. So yeah. He, he thought he, he tried to put it on and to put the zipper in front, they had to correct him. No, the zipper goes in the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was, I thought, oh. I thought Kevin Callan would be like a pro in something like that. But yeah, I guess, well, he doesn't really do much. He canoes. He doesn't kayak. Yeah. And so it's it's just one of those things. He just, you know, you're follow the shore and don't go out in the middle of the lake. And I mean, that's the rule we followed yeah, for years. Yeah, me too. But yeah. now that you start getting into it, you're starting, you know what? Yeah. I think maybe I better, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're starting out, you don't have that kind of money. You know, do you want some good gear or? Exactly. Do you want... <laughs> <laughs> one dry suit and nothing. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. So you 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 cut your little cut your losses, as it were, and yeah. Uh, and as a young person, you you feel like you're bulletproof. You're not, but you feel like it's. Ah, I'll just swim ashore. It's like oh, that yeah. walking be cold. Well, many is a trip that we've been, and that was the one rule. Whenever we didn't have dry suits in in the fall, and that. You don't go. You stay close enough to shore yeah. that if you you take the long route, stick yeah. to shore, and no shortcuts across the lake. No, no. So, uh, yeah. So uh, either send us an email or go to our Facebook page and drop a message yeah. there and uh, let us know what your recommendations for Derek getting a dry suit yeah would be. And uh, yeah, see, we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Talking about the crotch pot. <laughs> It is finally back in stock at uh, gossamergear.com. Yeah. It was, uh, I had signed up, I I had, when we talked about the first time long ago, I thought, huh, I wonder. So then, but it wasn't in stock, it would sold out, and and so it handed a thing, sign up for notification for like back in stock, and I think that was three years ago I signed up three for that. Three or four years ago, yeah. And uh, I got an email, like, I think last night or something, it's like... <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, because we talked about it a few episodes ago. Yeah. Just brought it up as a you know yeah. <laughs> little thing. Remember the crotch bot? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, hmm, there it is. <laughs> asking ye shall receive yeah. me and things, and it's redesigned as far as I can tell. Yeah, because originally it was it held the you, food. You, it held the food. Now, but sanitary wise, it makes sense the new design. Yeah, because you put your your water and dehydrated stuff in a ziplock and you then, seal the ziplock yeah and you put that ziplock in this yeah in the crotch pot yeah. bag yeah and speaking of sanitary i guess if it's in your pants i guess you're kind of not really really following a lot of sanitary rules but <laughs> that's where the heat is <laughs> but yeah but it's uh i don't know i i i doubt i'm gonna buy one but 
<laughs> it's fun to talk about. You've already got one on order. <laughs> no, I, you. I do not. I do Here not. Comes Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting concept. Like when what we do is when we uh, we have an algae set aside just for rehydrating food. Yeah. So at around like either first thing in the morning or around noon, we you know we have this Ziploc bag of like there's a daily bag of uh, of uh, dehydrated like uh, vegetables carrots and whatever and and we throw it in the algae and fill it up half full of water and you know, you know two cups would be about what would make our supper and so by the time supper comes it's all rehydrated so we don't need a cook on the go and <laughs> so yeah but yeah. if you're a person that it's like oh i can't stand i i'm one of those people i cannot stand if i hey early day out on the hiking trail or early day out on the water I cannot stomach to eat food at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. I'm more of a, uh, you know, 10 a.m. food guy, right? So this would work. I, you could put your uh, your uh, oatmeal in water into the crotch pot, and then about 10 a.m., it's uh, you, you get body, body temperature breakfast cereal. You can eat out of the crotch pot bag. You. Wow. <laughs> 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 So I posted a picture of it and, and a link to Gossamer yeah. Gear um, saying anybody that wants to buy one and test it <laughs> and give us a review, that would be more than welcome. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Pete Romaine. Oh, he, is he getting Peter one? says, I'll do it. <laughs> LOL. So I don't know if he's serious or not. Yeah. But, but I don't know when he's going to be going on it. He, do, he does running. Yeah. Right? So, so he does... Uh, so he does uh, summer hiking, winter hiking. Uh, the gr- the group of us are already planning on going back down into the into the White Mountains and uh, doing some of the you know the four, four thousand footers and stuff like this that. This winter, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Grant mm. Grant Brower's pl- uh, organizing it already. So if we were to get a crotch pot and pass it off to Peter. There you go. <laughs> hey, Peter, try it out. Hey, Peter, here you go, buddy. <laughs> Make us all breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> we're all eating. What do you want? <laughs> we're going to eat a Peter's crotch pot. <laughs> hey, what are you guys having for dinner? I don't know. Whatever's in Peter's pants. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last time Sean thought about joining them for a hike through the mountains. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that could go so it many went different sideways ways. so quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. It's like, wait a sec. <laughs> Reel this back in. <laughs> Peter was the most popular guy on the trip. That's <laughs> <laughs> breakfast every morning. <laughs> uh, no, if you guys are going to go uh, down that way and do some hiking. Yeah, we are planning. Because that's what it. they... Because you got to think... It'd be more geared towards a hiker than like a canoeist, right? Correct. Yes, absolutely. So you know, like a canoeist, you, most of your most of your uh, the heat that you're generating is like shoulders and abdominal and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But hiking, it's all it's all you know, legs and torso thigh muscles and, and torso. Yeah. So you're a lot more heat in that area. Hmm. I think I'll just throw twenty bucks out there, pick <laughs> one up, and pass it off. Here to, you go, Peter. To Peter, say here, buddy. <laughs> Try you going on a trip. Yeah. This is your admission if you choose to accept it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there will, there needs to be video proof. Because <laughs> I, yeah, if there's no video, I'm not believing. No, I know, right? No pics, no proof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hold the camera as Peter's digging around through his pants for his breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
So if, if you're uh, feeling like you want to give one of these crotch pots a try, go to gossamergear.com. They got a lot of other stuff. Check out yeah, their tents. They too, got some eh? fancy tents. Cheap. You, you were just looking at them. Yeah. I haven't looked at them yet, but uh, as you had been mentioning, you were looking for one of those lightweight tents. Yes. Right? Yeah. One was what twenty seven ounces or something like that. It takes a couple of trekking poles. Yeah, it's crazy. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, and Peter has a bunch of those tents. He's got some. Mm-hmm. He's really into the ultra light uh, gear, and yeah, I think it, it goes with six it, moons. But they're like five six hundred bucks. Very expensive, and yeah. but he's he takes that light uh, lightweight gear thing to heart. Like uh, every time I've gone with him on a trip, hiking trip somewhere, is just like, how do you have so little stuff? It yeah. just blows my mind. Cut your toothpaste, like I'm, your, I'm, uh, I'm your toothbrush <laughs> in half. Yeah, yeah, because you that. don't need the handle. Yeah, so it's like I have a fifty fifty five pound pack, and he's got like a twenty twenty four pound pack or something. It's like, what's going on? How do you go so light? Yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah. But I, admittedly, I do carry a lot of crap, extra stuff. Hey, I might need this just in case. I might need that charcuterie board. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. I better bring this knife just in case we come across an elk that I have yeah, to yeah, dress yeah. out on the field. <laughs> so this is my favorite kitchen knife. It's what I use to cut up food. Yeah. I got to bring it. <laughs> I didn't know which axe to bring, so I brought both. <laughs> yeah. Plus the saw. Yeah. Folding saw and a... And a breakdown saw. There you go. <laughs> um, speaking of December. Getting speaking on to Christmas. of December, I know. Yeah, already, eh? Almost. Yeah. Whew. December 1st, baby. Do you have your advent calendar? No, you got one, though. <laughs> I did. What's in it? It's uh, spirits. Oh, so you haven't actually... Got, no, there's uh, there's like 24 little doors to open. And each one's a different type of alcohol. Each one's a little, like a little Mickey type thing. Enough for two people. So. Enough for two people. You liar. Right. But yeah. Derek I changed his name to two people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. It's, uh, I haven't had an advent calendar since I was like 12 years old or something. Oh, uh, Tracy would buy them for the kids and buy a yeah. third one. So I was eating that little square of chocolate, yeah. which is like, don't even tease me with this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just pop the whole thing open, eat them all in one go. <laughs> Call it a day. Call it a month. I got a picture of, of so Stella and Beckett both have their advent calendars that they get every year. And and uh, mine was there with it because I was taking pictures of them. And so Beckett stood at the on the weekend. He, he went to the counter and was sitting in the chair. He tried to move the box. He goes, what is that? It's so heavy. <laughs> and he looks at it and says, is that an advent calendar? I said, yes. It's an adult version. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it is pretty heavy. It's a brick. Yeah. So yeah. every day, yeah, you get to get for breakfast. Little, little for breakfast. Is that what you're supposed <laughs> to have your advent calendar for breakfast? I don't know. So on your Cheerios, <laughs> yeah, in your coffee. Oh, bourbon Cheerios. <laughs> yes, vodka Cheerios. Yeah. And rum it's a, Cheerios. <laughs> it's a, it's a Canadian company. It's in Ontario. It's uh oh, I can't remember the name of the. Anyways, I can't remember the name of it right now, but. Uh, it's an Ontario company. Something distillery. Yeah, something. Bell or something. I'm gonna, I got a photo of it here. That's, keep uh, talking. That's, uh, yeah, I'll just keep talking about Derek's um, <clears throat> advent calendar problem. Union 10 <laughs> Distilling Company. Union 10. And they're in Canada? Uh, in Ontario. In Ontario. There's the picture of the three advent calendars. Yeah, that's the one I saw there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple little chocolate <laughs> ones, the regular ones for the kids. And yeah. Dad's. Lint, Reese's, and Union 10. I notice uh, there isn't one there for the wife. That's the uh, 
That's the we're sharing. It's You're for two people. Sharing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is is like like i can buckle down and and do it but uh every day two shots 24 days of alcohol of a shot i know it's not a lot but you're not supposed to drink every day of the week <laughs> right that's 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 what i was told there's the door Derek. <laughs> <laughs> you know with attitude like that mister <laughs> Well, there's a lot of negativity in the world. I know, You don't I know. need more, Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're you, going to open that. I guarantee you. I would lay money on it right now. You're going to open that first day, take out that little thing and go, that's oh. not enough for two people. <laughs> I can skip a couple days on the weekend. I'll check a week's worth now. You're going to open them all? No, I don't like this one. That's yeah. yours. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to rock, paper, scissors for yeah. them. It'll set me up perfectly for dry January. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> well enjoy yes kind of cool but christmas yes christmas so just a reminder that uh, the witches of halloween are gone but you can now look forward to santa the grinch and other christmas characters such as Krampus, out on the water in the coming month yes uh, every year, people get out on the water dressed up in Christmas fashion and go out in groups and have some paddling fun, just like they mm-hmm. did at Halloween. Uh, it tends to be in warmer climes. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're doing that at Christmas up here, you're you're walking across the ice is what you're doing. You're <laughs> <Yeah>. not paddling. <laughs> hey, did you see that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? Is that- I haven't watched it yet. Is it funny? It's really good. Is it's it? really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, that's on my- uh, So they, they want to bring the Christmas spirit back for Peter, for yeah. Star-Lord. And they, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but they, they, uh, the one thing he always mentions was Kevin Bacon. So they, they go kidnap Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I saw, they saw, there's something about that in one of the, the trailers. Yeah. 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 yeah so, no, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, it's a hoot. Uh, if you Google Santa Paddle and your town name, uh, you'll probably find something or something nearby. And like I say, unless... The water tends to be a bit more solid like it will be here. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon. Yeah, pretty soon. I mean, down in the harbor, Toronto Harbor. It eventually does freeze up a little bit. But yeah, it's still, because it's, 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 Lake Ontario is very deep, so it takes a lot of cold. What is it? They said it's uh, 20 plus days of minus 30 degree weather. That's when Lake Ontario starts to freeze up. Mm-hmm. And it last time it froze up was like 1916 or something. Yeah. Hasn't for Lake Ontario hasn't frozen over since 1916. So there's a chance that you're going to see paddling Santas. Yes, Ta-da. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go around the world. Around the world. Around the world. Quick trip. Just a quick trip to the Chaliar River in India. Oh, okay. As much as okay, this is going to blow your mind. Two thousand nine hundred seventy-five <laughs> pounds of garbage was removed from the Chaliar River as part of a three-day river paddle by national and international paddlers. Three days. Three days. 3,000 pounds of garbage. The waste collected as part of the river paddle will be sent for recycling. Just give you a thing here. 2,975 pounds is almost one and a half tons of garbage. Or almost three tonnies. Metric, tunnies. metric tunnies. Metric tunnies. 
the it's uh, the Chaliar River is southwest India. It's the fourth longest river in the state of Kerala, about 105 miles or 169 kilometers long. Kerala is a big place for uh, whitewater rafting and stuff like that. We've talked about uh, that state before. Uh, second long distance kayaking trip concluded with about 100 people from India, Russia, Australia, Singapore, Germany, and the UK participating in a three-day long distance kayaking awareness trip. The group used various types of kayaks, stand-up paddle boards, and canoes to collect garbage. It's the eighth edition of the long distance kayaking uh, awareness trip to protect the Chaliar and promote water adventures. Organizers say the waste will be separated and sent for recycling. That's a good thing. At least yeah. not just, yeah. you know, I I just sort of pictured big pile of garbage set on fire to get rid of it. Uh, the amount of waste collected from the river has made locals, children, and public representatives understand the need for protecting the river from the waste issues. Children are good to get them know now when they're young. To hopefully in the in the future. You know, they'll be on top of it sort of thing, not letting this sort of thing happen. Awareness classes on river conservation were also organized for the students of various schools in nearby areas, and various types of water sports were also introduced to the local people and children. So I was, uh, you know, they made a big deal of it, organized more things than just picking garbage. But yeah, like one and a half tons. Yeah, I know, right? That's wild. When I said earlier, I, I was doing some bad math. So <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> surprise. So there's long time. The thing is, this gets very confusing. I'm trying to do it here. Um, so there's short tons, long tons, metric tons, tons, uh, U.S. tons. It's like they're, they're all sort of similar. So it's, uh, I'm just getting myself confused now. But uh, the mass value, oh, I'm not even going to get into it, but they're short tons, long tons, metric tons, U.S. tons. I go U.S. tons to metric tons. So what's one and a half U.S. tons in metric tons? They're both the same. All right. One and a half tons. We're yeah. good. It's uh, lots. No matter how you look at it, it's lots. <laughs> so 3,000 3, pounds, 2,975 pounds is uh, 1,360 kilograms, which is 1.5 tons, metric tons. Uh-huh. Is also 1.5 U.S. tons. Uh-huh. But then they're talking about long tons and... Isn't that for shipping or something? Yeah, I don't know. Like transportation? Damn them. They're confusing. Uh, quick, turn it off before you <laughs> melt down. <laughs> um, hundreds of breast cancer survivors from around Australia and New Zealand will come together and participate in the inaugural Pink Paddle Power Regatta in a bid to prove that dragon boat paddling is one of the best ways to recover after breast cancer treatment. Saturday, 3rd of December, in Melbourne, uh, they'll host the first International Breast Cancer Survivors Regatta in Australia to be run by a state dragon boat organization, Dragon Boat Victoria. They say, we are proud to be the first Australian dragon boat organization to run a best cancer survivor's regatta, and we hope to showcase to the wider community the physical and emotional benefits of dragon boat paddling post-cancer treatment, says uh, the CEO of Dragon Boat Victoria, Craig Ryan. Um, 
eight 12 meter long 20 seat boats with a drummer at the front and steer person at the back will take to the Docklands Harbor for a day of racing and fun. The day will also include a spectacular pink lion dance presented by the Chinese Youth Society of Melbourne and a flowers on the water ceremony. In the evening, the Bolt Bridge will light up in a pink, uh, light up in pink as guests attend the Pink Paddle Power Regatta Ball at Marvel Stadium. Doctors saved our lives. Dragon boats saved our spirits, says Ken Bonomo, dragon boater and breast cancer survivor. When you hear the words breast cancer, you may not immediately think of dragon boats, but according to the International Breast Cancer Paddling Commission, which I really didn't think there was commission like that, there are more than 290 breast cancer survivor dragon boat crews all over the world. So you multiply that by like 20 for people. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's huge. That's Hmm. like almost 6,000, 5,800, 5,800 people. Dragon boating originated in China over 2,000 years ago, became a beacon of hope for those living with breast cancer in 1996. This is how far back this goes. Dr. Don McKenzie, a Canadian sports medicine physiologist, designed a paddling program to help improve the fitness and mental health of women after treatment for breast cancer. A breast in a boat, the first breast cancer survivor dragon boat crew in the world, was formed not long after. The pink paddling phenomenon spread across the globe as breast cancer survivors quickly saw the benefits of paddling. The movement began in Australia when Michelle Hanton, OAM, attended the first Breast Cancer Network Australia Summit in 1998, where she heard about the sport. Michelle later established the first breast cancer survivor paddling team and was the inaugural chair of Dragons of Breast Australia. Dragons of Breast might have just saved my life, she says. Uh, on Sunday, December 4th at 9.30 a.m., a small fleet of dragon boats will paddle from the Docklands to the Princess Bridge and back for the Yarra River Paddle. Dragons Abreast Melbourne Pink Phoenix, a member group of the Dragons Abreast Australia, is the host club of the Pink Paddle Power Regatta and has liaised closely with Dragon Boat Victoria and Dragons Abreast Australia to help organize the event. And the Pink Paddle Power Regatta will be a visually spectacular event not to be missed. They invite everybody to join them in a joyous celebration of life after a diagnosis of breast cancer. That's pretty big. Yeah. I can't, I, number one, I didn't know there was a breast cancer paddling commission, which is pretty cool. And 290 crews. Yeah. That's huge. Now, and, we, we saw the, the Yukon River Quest. There is the one big canoe. Voyager type canoe that has uh, a lot of women in there and yeah. they all have I think they all had it or knew somebody yes. who yeah. passed from it mm-hmm. um, we, we talked about that a few years back but to have this many people and to have the paddling as as a, a way to help them out mentally and physically yeah. afterwards and to be honest, like there's a lot of people who do suffer from breast cancer. So this is this is just a small amount of uh, breast cancer survivors. They're not all going to get into dragon boating, of course, but uh, it uh, there's a large number of them that have participated in this. So it's uh, it's so just to it's that camaraderie that uh, to get together that group support recovering from from such a devastating illness, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and if I mean if this. 
becomes an annual thing. Mm-hmm. Like I say, this the inaugural year becomes an annual thing. I wonder how long it takes to spread this sort of thing huge worldwide. Yeah. Well, the, the International Breast Cancer Paddling Commission is a key part of that. Yeah. So, so if you're uh, in the Melbourne area mm-hmm. this weekend, yeah, that's this weekend. Yeah. If any of our listeners are in the area. Go check it out. A bit of sad news. The Nanaimo Canoe and Kayak Club is mourning the loss of two vintage Voyager canoes to an early morning fire. Firefighters responded to London Park on the south side of Long Lake November 24th to find temporary shelter and two fiberglass canoes on fire. Both canoes, which originate from the 1960s, and the shelter were completely destroyed. Um, the Ashley Road Nimo Canoe and Kayak Club Commodore said she found out about the fire at 6 a.m. when the coach of one of her rowing teams called her. She reported that the fire services were just leaving the park and she was able to talk with a couple of firefighters before they left and said there was no canoes left. She says it was just mind-baffling. She asked, how can there not be any canoes? They can't burn that quickly, can they? Well, apparently they can. Yeah. yeah. And for those who don't know where Nanaimo is, it's uh, it's on Vancouver Island, British Columbia, so but just up island from Victoria. Yeah, west coast uh, Canada. Uh, Roe arrived to the blackened remains of the craft and the tires they were stored on to keep them off the ground. Um, volunteer Sean Pekis... Danik Patrick and Paul Steele of PMG Heritage Yachts spent months restoring the canoes, which were about 55 years old. The canoes previously belonged to the White Ravens Canoe Club and were used in centennial celebrations that involved paddling the route used by voyageurs. Uh, that was the big Canada centennial um, yes. paddling. Yeah. Third canoe with the same vintage stored under tarps outside the shelter was spared serious damage. That's that's something you can't get back. No. Right? Yeah. Very disheartening because these boats haven't been used for many years. And then this summer was a summer that we were able to put them on the water again and have people out in the boats. And they're a boat that's accessible and made for all ages and abilities. Canoes about eight meters long can hold up to ten people each and were used for the club's summer programs. School field trips, community partnerships such as the Mid-Island Métis Nation and were also used to help build the club's membership. Painting, sanding, fiberglassing, I learned a lot, Patrick says. Uh, It was a good experience because it sort of gives you an idea how those boats were built uh, by restoring them. Reserve Constable Gary O'Brien of Nanaimo RCMP spokesperson said police found evidence of a possible homeless encampment under the canoe shelter. This didn't appear to actually be an intentional arson as the tarpon items around suggest that it was being utilized as a camp and it looks like they had a fire going underneath it. So they were using the tarp and all that as... So they're using it as a shelter. As a shelter. a convenient shelter for some homeless person and they accidentally let their fire get out of hand, unfortunately. Yeah, no security footage or witnesses or suspects. Well, it's good to know that it wasn't malicious because that would hurt you that much more to lose the... But still, it's it is a loss. It is. It's a big loss. Um, yeah, like I say, that's just something you 
Yeah. You can't get back. And they say that third canoe wasn't serious damage to it. So hopefully there was some repair that and get it back out on the water. Well, when you're using something like, like, number number one, you got the history behind it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, you're using these boats to bring in more people for membership and education and and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, you look at the size of those big, big canoes. They're not cheap to get. I know, right? So to try to replace them, even with modern ones. Yeah, it's uh, like even a modern one would do, but the the idea behind it was that they were historical in nature and and uh, mm-hmm. they had some history behind them. And huh. yeah, we'll see what they uh, end up doing for next year. Maybe there's some kind soul out there who happens to have one in a in a barn somewhere and say, "Hey, I've got this sixty uh, year old uh, longboat for you to have." Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, what do we got here? Do, 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 do. Events. Oh, yeah. We got, we got to discuss the Paddling Film Festival. Oh, yes. It's going to be in person this year. Yes. Well, it was last year, wasn't it? No. No. I think Which I, one? The, the Paddling Film, the one we hold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Film Fest. I was, th- I yeah. was thinking the, like, Toronto Tour Show stuff. No, no, the Paddling Film Festival. Yes. So, yeah. So, last year it went all online. I think the previous year was just... It was online. Pseudo-canceled, pseudo-online. Yeah, you paid paid so much for... They had three different um, categories. Yeah. So, you could buy one category and you had like a month or whatever to watch your movies and sort of deal. But this year they're going to do the in-person again. Yeah, it'd be nice to... We need to uh, discuss whether they're going to do it March 14th or 21st. Mm Mm-hmm. I think because we usually hold it here in Ajax. Yep. The Tuesday before St. Patrick's Day. Yes. The Tuesday before St. Patrick's Day is two days after Canoe Cope. Yeah. Oh, that might be tough. (laughs) (laughs) But we want people to come out that still have money left before they go to the bar (laughs) drinking all day Friday and Saturday for St. Patty's Day. Yes. Right? So, what's the date of St. Patrick's Day? Is 17th? 17th? Always the 17th of March. So, if we hold it the Tuesday before, yeah. that will be uh, March 14th. If we hold it the Tuesday after, it's the 21st. The 21st. So I, I'm here. I'm going to go talk to the guys that we use there at uh, Drums and Flats. Yeah. And um, see what they're. I think we'll book the 14th, mm-hmm. Tuesday the 14th. Get those big 10-foot TV screens up there yeah. and watch some good old paddling films. Yeah, there's a little bit of time to recover from the uh, 10 to 15-hour drive. 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. Give or take. Give or take. That'll yeah. be fine. We'll be fine. You'll have a day and a half <laughs> to recover. Yeah. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, but there is a lot of stuff coming out there, and they're starting to get into. I mean, everything seems to be back to pre-COVID in yeah. person. Well, and, uh, we're we're getting really back to a new normal. Like there's still is the, it a new new normal. Yeah, the new new normal. So there's still the fog of coming out of COVID, and and all the still there's a lot of precautions in place. Yeah, but uh, a lot of events are starting to ramp back up again. Yeah, and you know what? They're they're Giving everybody the if you want to wear a mask, wear your mask. Yep. If you don't want to wear your mask, don't wear your mask. Mm-hmm. 
you know, don't run, run up and give me a big old kiss <laughs> no, because, you no, know, no, no. that's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to catch whatever you, whatever you might have. Uh, the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show. We went to that le- this year. Um, I didn't. You did. did. You not go? No. no, you didn't. Go, I did you? went. Were you not camping or something or? No, I just, I think I just chose not to go. Well, you slept in that day. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I seem to think you were doing something that weekend. Yeah. I don't know. I tend not to, I haven't been doing much in the last two years. Maybe you were moving still. Uh, ooh, February? Yeah. I was mid, I was in the middle of renovations. Renovations. That's, I was right that's in the middle of renovations, yeah. Uh, well, 2023, it will be February 24th to 26th. Uh, we usually go the Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I do anyway. Mm-hmm. We always go the Saturday, but I usually tend to head back out Sunday just to check out some of the... Um, so the crowd's bigger on Saturday or Sunday? Oh, Saturday. Sunday's a bit lighter? Sunday's a bit lighter. Same old stuff, but... Uh, well, different uh, presentations and stuff like that. Okay, That's yeah, usually yeah. why I go, I'll, go, I'll go back to see a few people or okay. chat to a few extra people or whatever, see a few of the presentations that yeah. aren't on Saturday. So I'm just gauging my comfort level for uh, large crowds. <laughs> I'm not a fan of large crowds regardless Leave of Leave the baseball bat at home, Derek. I, <laughs> I told know. you this. But even without COVID, I was like, oh, there's so many people yeah. here. Yeah. Right. I'm going to get trampled at a fire or something, right? It's just <laughs> I just always get stuck behind the people that are going really, really slow in the middle. Yeah. See, when you have a big aisle yeah. and booths on each side, yeah. if you want to see what's at the booths, Move towards those booths. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Leave the the center of that big aisle yeah. for traveling. Yeah. And in that big center part, there's two lanes. Yeah. One going one way, one going exactly. Other. And those people that stand shuffling. Uh, yeah, yeah. In that one lane, that or going the wrong way against the flow, the like way. a salmon upstream. Like you should be able to count out loud to ten. <laughs> and when you reach 10, if that shuffler hasn't <laughs> moved, you get to mow them right down. But I'm, I'm a big people watcher. Kick them out so in the back I, of the knees. I kind of like, I take my time and, uh, I kind of watch people and it's, it's kind of funny how oblivious some people are. So I'll just stand there, watch them in the corner of my eye. It's like, they still haven't clued in that they're holding up a whole bunch of people. They're just, yep. they're just, it's like, yep. so I don't say anything. I don't do anything because I, I don't care one way or the other, but I just enjoy seeing the way people react to other people. Stuff. I punch them in the back of the head. <laughs> I get them moving every time. I just stand. I'll just stand back off the edge of the crowd and watch. Just like, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Pick them up, pile drive them. No, it's uh, yeah. I mean, you just shuffle along and yeah, yeah. Uh, roll your eyes, sort of thing, and keep yeah. on going. But uh, trials and tribulations <laughs> of big shows. Yeah, I know, right? But no, yeah. I mean, I I, I go there anyway. I'm scooting around. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, my mindset is I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to see this. I want to yeah, see that. Yeah, I see yeah. Go, 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 go. I want to see go, every go, booth. Go, go. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my way. <laughs> Coming through. <laughs> this is a race. It's like an express lane. <laughs> this is a race, not yeah. a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, February. So, I'd, I'd say go the, go the Sunday if you're not that comfortable. But check what's – I always make sure I check what's the presentations What shows, are. what presentations yeah. are happening. See what presentations are happening that makes my uh, – Makes my decision for me, sort of thing. Uh, February twenty fourth to twenty sixth, Toronto International Center. Admissions fourteen bucks for adults, 
$18 for a weekend pass. Really? So 18 bucks, you get to go both days. Three days. Yeah. All three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Makes a, a good deal. <laughs> but usually, yeah, you know, if you're presenting or something, it's it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 10 till 6. Uh, Friday, 10 till 6. Saturday's 10 till 6. Sunday's 10 till 5. Hmm. And yeah, Sunday after 3-ish sort of thing. Things really start winding down. If you're in, if you're into deals, you might be able to swing a couple of deals or mm-hmm. something when you're there. But yeah. like on Sunday afternoon, because you know, I know you got to pack that up and take it back to your shop with you. But yeah, <laughs> give me that with no tax. And yeah, I'll take that off your hands. It'll be interesting to see because, like, I, I'm used to seeing, like, for for example, the Toronto Outdoor Show. There's, like, you'll see. Uh, on one side, it'll be all these, uh, what do you call them, tourism bureaus yep. from like Thailand or or you name it. There, there'd be this row of international booths. Yeah. And uh, and then along the middle is all, a lot of the vendors for tents and canoes and, and whatever. And then along the, uh, the west side of the building would be... A lot of the uh, like, there's the the big water pool, and then the the vendors uh, or the the stages and stuff like that. And you know, it's it always has the same sort of layout. So I'm curious what, what how many vendors and so on will be there. Is it going to look the same? Is it going to look different? So I'm well, oh, they'll still be it'll still be packed with vendors. I mean, you know, but it was this year. I, I'm just suspect it might be different. Like it might be maybe it'll be more because it's like people if they are can desperate. jam more in. People would be desperate to get uh, you know those tourism dollars yeah. moving, right? I don't think Ontario Parks was there this year, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah? yeah. I don't think Ontario Parks I think it was Ontario Parks that wasn't there. And they usually have that big booth in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was but they just fill it up with other people. Yeah. Well, to be honest, Ontario Parks, they don't really have a problem getting people out. So it's not I like they maybe, ever, yeah. They, they don't want to be not, there. They're not trying to drum up business. They're, they're just like, oh, we're overloaded. Yeah, they're, they're going to maybe not show up because they know it's all going to be nothing but complaints. <laughs> Your wood is wet. Why are you charging so much? Yeah. It's fine I know. if it's four people going in for oh. 40 bucks a night. But if yeah. I'm a solo paddler at 40 bucks a night. I know. Yeah, there's just a lot of... Yeah. A lot of grief. A lot of backlash. Nobody wants to do the shows. (laughs) I mean, and it's young people that are there. Yeah. And they're just like, well, that's just what our upper people say to do. So, you know. It's not not my fault. (laughs) Anyway, Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show, February 24th to 26th. Uh, I'll definitely be there one and a half days. I'm going to go. I'm going to go at least one day. Yeah. The next one is the one. It's my favorite. The uh, Quiet Adventure Symposium mm-hmm. down in Lansing, Michigan, Michigan State University Pavilion. Yep. And as we always say when we talk about the Quiet Adventure Symposium, it's right it's the, next to the, the Wabbits. <laughs> Those wascally Wabbits. Tons of that, that's an that, that alone is worth the price of admission just to be able to wander through and, and see all of the rabbits. And some of these gigantic rabbits that they have and it's it's mind-blowing it's like yeah oh. and there's no charge to get in to see the rabbits either no 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 and they got yeah just so well it's i think you think a dog show is bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you look at this but it's all through the same gate so it must be yeah. the same mission for both shows at the same time i guess huh. i don't know. 
I, I just go. Yeah. We we set up our booth. Yeah. We record some of the people that are there for the show and yeah. talk to a lot of people. A lot yeah. of it's people lot of that fun. know us come and see us mm-hmm. and chit chat. And I yeah, that's got to be my favorite show as well. Yeah. Just because we meet so many people that yeah. listen and meet so many people that are in the industry and we chit chat yeah. with them exactly and and, yeah. and things. So uh, that'll be Saturday, March fourth. It's a one day event, nine till five. Uh, at the, uh, like I say, the Michigan State University Pavilion yes. in Lansing, Michigan. So we'll definitely be there. And uh, I sent a message to Kevin Cal and say, we're going. Are you going? If you're going, you want to catch a ride again? And he's <laughs> he's in. Yeah, Awesome. Yeah. So we'll have Kevin Cal with us. We'll get him across that border maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know this guy. <laughs> then after that, this is, <clears throat> I'm contemplating heading this one again. Uh, I'd like to go to it. I've never been to it. You've been twice? I've been once. Once. I was about to go for my second time. Oh, yeah. And, they and COVID hit. Co- Alan was down. on one side of the border, and I was about to head out, and um, they, they announced. announced the border was closed. So I, Was it the border closed, or they announced Cornucopia was shut down? The both. Border, was it both? Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. We, the border was shutting down, so yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then Canucopia canceled. They they postponed it and everything. So I called up my the hotel there right away, and they they had no problems. Well, they understood canceling. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm if if I'm gonna I'm gonna make enough make a decision faster so that I can get uh, rebook with them because they're right there and you know they were they were really nice to handle my reservation cancellation like lickety split. So no problems, no questions asked. So I'll give them the business. Uh, that's March 10th to 12th. All these shows are like really sort of February, March. Very tight March, together. March, March. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 10th to 12th, I'll probably head down the day early then because it's what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll probably go up the Thursday, make a nice easy day drive. Oh, that's so, so late February, Toronto Outdoor Show, Quiet Adventures of Poison, March 4th, Canucopia, 10th to 12th. Uh, Paddling Film Festival 14th or 21st. We haven't decided yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need a vacation for my vacations. Right. <laughs> uh, but I've done it before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, March 10th and 12th, the Alliant Energy Center in Madison, Wisconsin. And I was thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe we'll stop if John Van Berger is still not feeling up to it. <laughs> Maybe we'll stop in and see John on the way. Then I realized, no, John's How, north of He's it. way yeah, he's out like of the way. two hours north or something like that. Plus, you have to go north. around what body of water? Because it's... Well, well no, you got to get to Madison. That's you got to mm-hmm. go through Chicago and Oh, okay, and so everything. it's over that way anyways. Yeah, so it's over that way anyway. But John's north of it. Yeah. For some reason, I always think he's south. Yeah, he's So north. we could cut through yeah. and see him and then head up. <laughs> but no, it's the other way around. So he'll have to come down. I'm going to, if, I think Quiet Adventure Symposium, I'm going to, I still have those six puppers in there. <laughs> I've been saving for them. I'm going to bring them to the Quiet Adventure Symposium. Yeah. And if he's not there. <laughs> Just leave him. This, this is March. This gives him till March. Yeah. If he's not there, I'm going to find five <laughs> friends and we're going to videotape all of us 
opening a can and drinking it and holding a sign, John, wish you were here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll bring him a care package because, you know, we should, uh, you know, we have to bring him the pupper's beer. Plus, we should bring him some Ontario cheeses because I know he's, you know, he's probably hurting for some decent cheese. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those, Those Wisconsin cheese people. Heads. Those cheese heads. So, yeah, we could bring him a care package. That'd be nice. Yeah. If he shows up. How far would it be to get? It'd be, to Lansing? It'd be really out of the way to get to him, would it? wouldn't it? Where, from? Is he only four hours from Lansing? How far is he from oh, Lansing? Oh, I think he's about six hours or six something hours from, from Lansing. Six hours from Lansing? Yeah, yeah, he's a ways from Lansing. Yeah. Eight hours. Hmm. Six hours. I'm not going all the way from Lansing to Marshfield <laughs> and back. Not happening. <laughs> not happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if he's still not feeling well, we might be standing on his front porch chatting through the screen door to him. Hey, John. Well, drinking going? his puppers because I'm not passing it to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, we could yeah. do that. We'll sit on his front lawn with his herds of deer. Yeah. Just hang out <laughs> in the backyard, sitting in lawn chairs, drinking beer. <laughs> we walks out in the morning. Hey, John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should have been here 10 minutes ago that yeah, we actually yeah. had some left. <laughs> uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Admission is 15 bucks for a day or three days, 30 bucks. So basically, buy two days, get one free. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> parking is eight bucks a day, but if you stay at that hotel that's attached to the Alliant Energy Center, there you go. Parking is free. Well, well, whatever the whatever hotel the hotel charges. charges yeah. Yeah. Uh, Friday three till eight, Saturday nine till six, and Sunday ten till four. I think when we were there, we left. We tried to leave by noon because it's a twelve-hour drive back, right? Yeah. <laughs> But when the thing with that is, you get to the the border at night, and then you and don't have the traffic. You yeah, breeze it's, it's, you just yeah. breeze right through because on a Sunday night yeah. everybody's already home by, you know, by seven eight yeah. at, at night everybody's already home. Yeah. And you just straight across and straight to. And I would Toronto just take Sergeant. the I would just take the Monday off work and sleep in and watch Netflix. We got. I got back from Canoe Copia at seven in the morning. <laughs> had a shower and went to work. Oh, that's brutal. Like you wouldn't even get any proper work done. Yes, you did. Yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> and then, because we hit, there was there was that one, well, we, no, this is sorry. That was when we went to Chicago for the hockey tournament. We had come back and I did that as well. But we had a cheeseburger pizza from the, the diners, drive-ins and dives. Oh, okay. With yeah. uh, Guy Fieri. Yeah. He talked about this one pizza place mm-hmm. on the show. So we went to it and I brought a pizza to go and I put it way back in the back because we were driving the Ford, the old Ford Escape at the time mm-hmm. and everybody's sleeping and I'm driving in the middle of the night and all I can smell was this pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but I got home, went to work all day, came home and Mackenzie used to take bass guitar lessons Yeah, and... While he was in having his lessons, the owner of, of Legend Music, um, Jim and I would sit out front and he had a TV and he was always on the Food Network. Uh-huh. So we're always talking food. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to bring this pizza. I'm going to go there. <laughs> I'm going to bring a pizza bag. We're going to have it. So I would called up and had Tracy put in the oven to warm it up. Yeah. Came home, grabbed Mackenzie and the pizza, went there. 
opened up the Mackenzie went in. I opened up this thing, and we're just like mowing down on this deep dish Chicago <laughs> cheeseburger pizza. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> but no, you come yeah. home and and then then that night you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you zonk right out <laughs> and you don't move till next morning. You're just like, yeah, I should have taken Monday off. <laughs> Ah, it'll be fine. You'll have no problems. <laughs> so, Canoe Cove, yeah, I think uh, Tracy's just debating whether she'll go or not. Okay. Or, uh, if she goes, we'll take her escape. If she doesn't go, then I'll have to take my truck. Mm-hmm. That depends who goes. Yeah. Unless Alan goes again and we, he can drive and him and I'll talk the entire <laughs> way. I'll bring my noise-canceling earphones. <laughs> then we'll just throw stuff. I'm just going to bring stuff that you can there throw you at people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after Canoe Copia... Uh, there's the out, oh, Rutabaga, who puts on Canucopia, they've just built a brand new building, store. Oh, yeah? Apparently down the road from the Alliant Energy Center. Okay. So I'll have to make a point of going down and checking yeah, that checking out, out the while, store. while we're there as well. They built it over COVID? Yeah, it's been since last, I guess they broke ground, was it last year, this spring or something? Oh, wow. Yeah, now they're starting yeah. to, it's, 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 the outside is finished. So I guess they're, they're starting to get it all filled up with stuff. Wow. Uh, then a month later, there's the outdoor Ottawa Outdoor and Adventure Travel Show. I've only been to this once. I went down for a day trip to yeah. Ottawa. So uh, Nepean Sportsplex uh, in Nepean, Ontario. I don't know about this one. How is it free admission, free parking? Yeah. I was kind of hemming and hawing about that. That's where these events make a lot of their money is, is uh, at the door, right? Well, I walked in for free and I parked for free. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. any money they make, they're making it off the vendors who uh, rent space. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just paddle sports and stuff like that. It's everything travel yeah. and yeah. outdoors, adventure and stuff like that. Huh. Um, Saturday, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. and Sunday, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. April 15th to 16th. Uh, like I say, I just went down for a day. I'm, I thought it was only a day when I went before. And you went to your... I stopped in to see my parents and stuff like that. Your brother or something who works at a restaurant? You stopped in at some restaurant? Oh, yeah. I stopped in for yeah. uh, for a meal. You got a brother that works at a restaurant and you get a free meal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're an idiot if you don't stop. <laughs> uh, that's usually every time I'm in Ottawa. Hey, uh, Greg, what are you doing on Saturday? I'm working. Why? Well, I guess I'll be seeing you at work again. <laughs> so I yeah. I order some food and uh, he comes out on his breaks and we chit chat about stuff. And if it's not too busy, he comes out and sits and has a coffee cool. and right chit chats. It's winner, <laughs> winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. Free chicken dinner. Yeah. And then again, the uh, I think it'll be March 14th before St. Patty's Day. That's just been tradition so far. But I'll, I'll give Shane over at Drums and Flat a call and... Yeah, see yeah, what yeah. We can uh, we can arrange plus. there. Have you looked at? Have they made any announcements yet, or for for lineups, or is that? Have oh, not yet. They're just putting out the saying, "Hey, yeah. it's going to happen." Uh, Complete Battler. They're doing the premiere downtown Toronto again. Yeah. this year, and it will be uh, money. All money proceeds go to uh, um, oh, canoe. Oh, what's the canoe charity? I don't know. Oh, I'm just totally blank, and this is so bad. Quick, Google it. Real Paddling Film Festival, canoe, 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 canoe. Wow. Hey, Siri. 
<laughs> Real Paddling Film Fest. Toronto. Toronto. Premiere. Premiere. I am totally blanking. Paddling Film Fest. Virtual programs available. So, but we want the premiere. Yeah. Keep going to the next topic. I'll get back All to righty. you. Yeah, get back to me on that. Anyway, we'll... Uh, um, I'm pushing them along because we never edit these episodes. We, when we do the podcast, it's we start and then we finish, and there's no editing. So, uh, well, there's some editing, but, a little uh, bit, a yeah. little bit, but uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it's basically so, we're basically doing a live show. This is what you do on a live show. See, so anyways, I'm that's why at, that's why you're not allowed to swear. So you, exactly because <laughs> we don't edit it out. So so you talk about the uh, Canadian music. So that's what we're. Those are upcoming events for the new year. Uh, we'll be we'll be talking about these from now on, just as as uh, as times goes by to. Uh, Make everybody aware that to not to forget and to come and see us at these events. Canadian New Museum, just uh, go back to the Christmas thing. If you're looking for some paddling-themed gifts for somebody this year, check out the Canadian Canoe Museum website, ca- canoemuseumstore.ca. Uh, they have online store, and purchasing from them helps support the museum. Uh, new Museum opens summer 2023. Do you got the name yet? There's a lot of writing here. There's pages and pages. It talks about, uh, so it's the premiere. It's on February 5th, 20. Oh, whoa, whoa. You're in last year, aren't you? I'm in 2019. (laughs) Way to go, Derek. Way to go. I think I can find it faster than you can. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Why would like the 2019 show up? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, Film Fest tickets. There we go. 2023 Film Fest World Tour Premiere. 15 bucks. Project Canoe. <laughs> oh my God, Derek, I found that in like five seconds. How'd you do that? Because that's the way I am. I am the master of the Project Google. Canoe. Master of the Google. Well, see, the problem is, is uh, Google failed me and it showed me the 2019. Because you're behind the times, Why buddy. would they Update keep your phone. that on their website? Why, Update your phone. Why wouldn't they delete your phone's the 2019? <laughs> Actually, my film, my phone's only like two years old. See, See? which is old in in phonage. Yeah, in phone years, that's pretty old. Two yeah. years. Yeah, Project Canoe. Yes, oh, I, I can't s- believe I see that. Now. I can't believe I forgot that name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you're looking for some paddling themed gifts, go to the uh, store from the Canadian Canoe Museum, CanoeMuseumStore.ca, and they have a whole bunch of stuff there. Last so there's two charities. There's Project Canoe, uh-huh. as well as the Duke of Edinburgh's International Award Program. Huh, didn't know that one. Yeah. I just knew Project Canoe. Talks about not all learning happens inside the classroom. That's right. Oh. It happens out on the street. Yes. It's what fights are for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of the Canadian Canoe Museum. Yes. So they shut down operations around the second week of September uh, at their current location. And they're opening the new one this summer. This summer? Yep. Summer 2023. So they're moving everything over. So they're they're packing right now. So they're very busy over the winter packing, getting getting ready for the grand opening of the new Canoe Museum. And moving everything. They're they're showing videos now and stuff um, on moving like these. 
Voyager canoes yeah. and stuff like that, right? So, so is construction complete? They're just putting in, or are they basically packing and they're just the finishing touches on? I the think building? it's a bit of both. Yeah, they're, well, they're doing the packing and and all that sort of stuff, but I think they're starting to move stuff over, mm-hmm. or they they are, but it's not. Nothing's up and totally t- running. I got to take a weekend to go for a drive and take check out the new building. I bet you we could get in there and have a peek. Oh, we could. I contact got contacts. Christine Hislip. <laughs> Christine. Carolyn. Carolyn. Carolyn Hislip. Yes. Just I saw a video of say, her. Hey. Saw a video of her yesterday, or the day before. She was talking about the uh, the changeover that they're closed and this, that, the other thing. So, and they're busy packing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see. Yes, very much so. We should uh, give her talk to. She was yeah. our very first guest. Yep. Episode one, guest one. Yeah. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> and here we are, episode 354. Yeah. And yeah, we still have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> we still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Almost seven years later. We're still dumb as stumps, just fumbling still along. Still not know what we're doing. <laughs> That's fine. That's well, fine. we have fun. The Canoe Museum has posted an article, and it went it went around a lot of the circles I run in here. Uh, we know that Grumman Canoe, they came out with the Grumman, uh, the Grumman Canoe came out from yep. Grumman Aircraft Engineering Corporation after World War II. Yeah, so Grumman, as with any industry, so there's a lot of there's a lot of changes within industry during World War and World War One. You saw it, World War Two. You saw it, and then coming out of the World Wars, all these people who have learned all these fantastic skills, uh, building whatever they had to build, it's like, what do I do now? And mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, so. Uh, you know, Victory Day is established in this, like, you know, it's uh, peace on earth, and uh, what are we going to do going forward? So companies have to change gears very quickly. And because now did. they're going from the business of war to the business of whatever they can create or event or move on to. And of course, you got all these people now that are all the soldiers are coming home and looking for work, looking for work yeah. and that sort of stuff. Uh, everybody was so war oriented business yeah. wise and now they got to go back to what they were doing beforehand hopefully yeah. uh so yeah like we said with the grumman canoe everybody knows grumman aircraft yep started those but what i didn't know and a lot of people i've talked to they are like the same like well i didn't know that when this one came out there's a connection between de Havilland's mosquito fighter bomber and the canada ply craft canoe Canada Plycraft Canoe was manufactured shortly after the Second World War using layers of wood veneer bonded with resin. Technique was refined and perfected during the war effort where it was used to produce components on the de Havilland Mosquito, a twin-engine, shoulder-winged, multi-role combat aircraft. is also the very first model I built as a kid. Oh, yeah? Was the Mosquito. It was pretty cool because... You got the pilot pod in the middle, mm-hmm. and then two other pods with the propellers at the top, and then went all, yep. tails all the way back, and the yeah. giant tail through the through the center. Uh, Plycraft emerged from efforts of S and S Aircraft Propeller Company in Winnipeg, Manitoba. They were trying to find new markets after the wartime defense contracts stopped, because that's what happened. Well, we don't need you building fighter craft anymore, so thanks. What do you do now? Wood boats were one of the new markets with canoes, rowboats, and motorboats 
uh, to be produced as they were trying to find new markets. One of Winnipeg's prominent families, the Richardsons, was an investor in the company. And in 2020, the Canadian Canoe Museum accepted a donation of a canoe made by Canada Plycraft, and it belonged to Kathleen Margaret Richardson. And her initials are right up on the front, yep. big, big letters. That's amazing. Uh, Canada Plycraft Corporation became Plycraft Corporation Limited. And then that's all I could find about it. It's like they just disappeared off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. You can't, you really can't find anything no. about them at all. There's got to be a Wikipedia page on it. I, I don't know. I can't find anything. But I did find some other things, though. Um, but, I mean, pretty cool that, you know, there's this this connection between the Mosquito Fighter Bomber and canoes, right? While, while I was trying to find information on Plycraft Corporation, I stumbled on an interesting Government of Canada publication in regards to boat building industry in 1947. Uh, and when I was showing you this, you're like, they kept track of all that? I know. It's like, so I, I think, like, as we discussed earlier, it's like the government, so the, the country is coming out of a world war, and so it's like the, you, you want to keep track of recovery efforts mm-hmm. from the war and businesses and everything that people are doing to come out of that huge worldwide effort. And uh, so it's. I just thought, found it fascinating. Not just that they were keeping records, but some of these details that they had on on this industry, on the on the on the watercraft industry, it was mm-hmm. like, wow, it's like. So somebody sat in an office somewhere, is typing this out on a typewriter, or ledgering it in with a pen, pencil, and it's like, it's oh, just, this was full on old typewriter. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But it might have been also pencil and a ledger, right? So in 1947, Canada, there were 225 establishments that engaged wholly or chiefly in the manufacture of small wooden vessels and pleasure craft, such as rowboats, canoes, sailboats, and motorboats. Distributed across the country, Ontario had 79 establishments, BC had 62, Nova Scotia had 50, Quebec had 25, New Brunswick had 5, Manitoba had three, and PEI had one. one. <laughs> uh, Saskatchewan and Alberta apparently wanted to have no part of it because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing there. Some of the things they keep they kept track of during the year: employees on salary, three hundred and eighty-five salaries paid five hundred and sixty-seven thousand six hundred and seventy-four dollars. Employees on wages. So you got your salaried employees and wage employees. Yeah, so right? management and floor workers. Yeah. 1,422 and the wages paid were $2,061,230. So that's a lot of money going out. Back back in that day too. Back in that day. Back in that day like that's a lot of money. Yeah. Fuel used $55,858 worth. And this one just makes me curious. Why are you tracking the amount of fuel that they use? Yeah. as And it's a given dollar amount, not the quantity yeah. in liters or gallons. I guess it wouldn't have been, li- wouldn't have been liters back then. It still would have been gallons. Uh, yeah. We went to metric in 70-something, mid-70s. Yeah, something like that. 76. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I, and so I, I don't even know what the price per liter would have been. Back would have been then, super cheap. Still $55,000, <laughs> yeah. $56,000. Electricity used in that year, 
2,166,733 kilowatt hours for a cost of $43,619. Super electricity. That makes my electricity bill <laughs> seem more than yeah, high. Yeah. <laughs> Exorbitant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cost of the materials to build all the boats at these 225 establishments, $2,206,823. Value of the products, $5,432,514. So they're making a the profit. So they're making, yeah, they, they doubled, they more than doubled, just over doubled their money. Well, there's right. so think about this. So the cost of materials over that period is 2.2 million. I'm using big numbers. 2.2 million wages, 2.1 million, so that's 4.3. Salaries was half a million, so uh, four. That's uh, 4.8, 4.7, 4.8 million. And value of the products sold was 5.4. So. There's not a six six hundred thousand, yeah, yeah. Six, seven. But yeah, 000. no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was saying from the materials. No, no, to the I'm value, just I'm just yeah. thinking about money inflow, money outflow. It's uh, well, then you got the things they don't keep in here too. Is how much did they were they paying rent money? Yeah, on the were they the, bribing the local factory? politicians? Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. Where were they getting their wood from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was noted that there were a number of establishments classed in other industrial groups which made small numbers of watercraft as a sideline, but not included here. Mm-hmm. So these were just the, the people that just totally went, this was their main business, was boats. Yeah. See, it's just fascinating that they kept these numbers, eh? Yeah. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. But, like I say, so now we know not only did Grumand go to, with their metal, Go to metal canoes. How did you manage but to, to stumble? How did you manage to stumble across those that, this data for the sales and magic wages and magic? <laughs> because everything's out there somewheres, right? And apparently, I was somewheres. <laughs> you found it. I found it. You found the right rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> I am. I I am the the knower of rabbit holes <laughs> on the Google. <laughs> You need something on the Google? You come and see me. I'll get you the Google. <laughs> yeah, I, it just happened to be there. I was looking for information on uh, Plycraft yeah. uh, Corporation, and I just typed that in sort of thing, and then all of a sudden, ooh, what's this? Mm-hmm. And I checked it out, and it was it was an old yellow typed-out sheet. So there was about 10 pages of it. They actually, if you wanted to be here for the next day, <laughs> they actually list every single one of the companies and their addresses. 225 establishments. Yep. Establishment wow. number one. <laughs> you might want to grab a coffee here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like I say, it was all typed out yeah. and photocopied, I guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Xeroxed back in the day. Or Pretty cool. And and we saw a picture of, of uh, Ms. Richardson's boat. Boat, yep. Yeah. And it's at the Canoe Museum. Yeah, it's been donated to the community. And it's it's nice that, uh, because so often stuff like this, it's like, well, how much can I get for it? Well, you know what? For something of such historical value, it's nice to see that it was donated to a museum mm-hmm. so that it can be preserved. It's not going to be hidden, hung from some rich guy's cottage ceiling and, you know what I mean? Or somebody's bar. Or somebody's bar, yeah. yeah or cut in half for a bookshelf or, or something, right? Put out front for a yeah. bed. Water flower bed. 
yeah. sort of thing. So, yeah, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Uh, that's all I've got. Mm-hmm. Me too. I don't have anything to add. All righty. So, yeah, like I say, we'll... We'll talk about the, uh, bring up reminders every so often about these events that are happening in the new year so that you can go check them out and come and find us and see them. If you own a dry suit, drop us a line and yeah. tell us why, what kind you have Not and why you, you own like one. It. If you have an opinion on one. Well, if, yeah, if you have an opinion, but I mean, yeah. usually the people that own them are going to have a good, pretty Some good opinion. Some people might not have opinions. Some people just might reach out and say, I got one. Okay, thanks. Well, leave us your opinion on it. <laughs> I want opinions. I want opinions. I don't want stats from some guy's ledger from 1947 on who owns one. I, I, I want to know opinions. All those guys that own one, they have opinions. <laughs> and if you pay them enough, they'll give it to you. Yes. yes. Everybody's willing to give you their yeah. opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, drop us a line and give Derek your opinion on dry suits. Uh, and that's about all we've got this week. Get ready to do the spiel. Do the spiel. <laughs> if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and stream or download all our episodes there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. It's like you've heard that before. I know. It sounds familiar. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.